Matt was taking on himself that I still didn't feel like he was a safe place for me, right? Like he was thinking that I still don't feel safe with him. And the truth was in having that conversation, I was showing you, it was one of my ways of showing you that I am comfortable in that, right? Yeah. That I feel safe now because I, I thought we were good to have that conversation. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Welcome to our podcast today. Just waiting for Justin to say, I did it. I hit the button. I, hit the I, was, button. Waiting, I was giving somebody else the opportunity to start us off today, but you guys just looked at me. Yeah. Or at each other. Okay. Here we go. We're here. Yeah. Matt wanted to start us off with a review today. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? I'm just trying to find the review. I haven't found a review yet. I thought you found, you pulled up that one from March 27th. Read that one. It's funny. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> okay. Title of this review is Love Y'all. Love Y'all. And it says, it's a five-star review. So that's a bonus. Mm -hmm. Five. <laughs> Was so happy when I heard you guys had a podcast. You guys are the best and hearts. Awesome. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. What I honestly love about this is sometimes I think we get stuck on the fact that reviews need to be written out. That keeps me from writing a lot of reviews because mm -hmm. I feel like I have to put a whole bunch of information in them oh. when really I could just go leave this simple review. That I have never perfect. reviewed a dang thing. I don't know I that have I have never either. posted an online review of anything. Of anything. That's not true. Not even I've, staying at a, like a hotel and you have I a bad respond experience. to their surveys, but I have never okay. actually gone on and posted a review. Why not? I don't know. I would like to. Like... Kaye 75 tacos the other night really ticked me off and I wanted to go on and post and say not worth the money not worth the way won't be back <laughs> but I was like I don't even know where to begin like where do I post that and do I have to like log into something create an account and no not worth it well so I have left podcast reviews since we started doing the podcast because I know how important they are to podcasters so that is one thing I've started leaving reviews for I lied I will okay so this answers the question because I have to create a login I review my yoga sessions because it sends me a thing and says do you want to review this class type here and I do so they made it easy yeah to keep so that's up. the reason I don't review it's not easy enough <laughs> well I feel like these reviews are easy to leave. So leave reviews on podcasts. They're easy to leave. Okay, I'll go leave one. <laughs> All right. So if you guys are enjoying our podcast, please take a screenshot and share an episode that you've loved. Tag us, Husband Law, or leave us a rating and review. It really means a lot to us, and we super appreciate it. I'm putting my phone away just because right now there's a thread going on with your family, <laughs> Jessica, that I don't want to be a part of right now. Drama. So it's not. I it's mean, not drama. It lied. is a little bit of you drama. You lied. It's drama. Okay, you no, already so told me that. I feel like with scheduling anything with your family, it's not like a drama. It just is a lot of work, right? A, well, <laughs> a perfect example is this. Every time that uh, we schedule dinner with my family to oh go out gosh. and eat, like for some reason, like we always have to be the ones to decide, Jessica and I. And it never works out. Every place we decide, 
never works Without out. Without fail, there's some hang up with either they don't take <laughs> reservations or you just. We went to one Saturday night or Friday night. They only were open till six and shut down service for dine-in at 5.30. That makes sense because who eats out on a Saturday night? On a Friday night. Close your business. Friday night. It was so weird. Close your business. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, we (laughs) failed again. Yeah, and the previous time. And the thing is, Matt and I don't care where we eat. No, I love food. It's just like, well, except when it comes to sushi, we are picky about what sushi places we go to. What places? Well, we like Yoitomo. So Matt likes all you can eat. I like the way you say that. Yoitomo. (laughs) (laughs) With a Spanish accent. So anyways. That's all right. I said Calle 75 with a gringo accent earlier. There you go. (laughs) You didn't call it Calle? Calle. Calle 75. Calle 75 street tacos. (laughs) So it's always hard to like figure those things out. I hate being the one to pick places or activities or whatever because I don't I don't like being responsible for someone else's experience satisfaction or their experience yeah. yes. so if they pick the place like I'm fine with whatever in most cases but I don't want to pick a place that they're like yeah this just isn't my favorite with a sushi or, place a couple weeks ago like we put our names on the list like it's not a reservation but you put in your name you can on get the on list. the wait list so you know roughly when to show up and they give mm-hmm. you a general time to show up and we showed up then and they, they're like oh, it's gonna be like another two hour wait or something like that no two hour yeah. difference and so it's just like we were the ones since we booked it we were the ones that had to go to our family and say oh great hey. Matt and Jessica ruined the evening exactly again again <laughs> And that's <laughs> typical Matt and Jessica. Uh, again, <laughs> that's, that's what we're telling ourselves, right? It's but, not what they think. That's not what they think. Every time they pick but. the restaurant, <laughs> it goes to heck. Yeah. But it is Which that is, self, like we're putting that on ourselves. Exactly. Those are our own feelings and false beliefs we have to let go of. But Yeah. And so every and we time we're bad. going to a new no, restaurant. No, that's their beliefs too. They told me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> They're reaching out to Steve now to talk about us. Yep. So yeah, I take my aggression out on my driving Going to the oh new restaurant. My gosh, I just, I just sit there in silence because I'm like, okay, he'll work this out by the time we get there. Yeah, <laughs> on the drive. That's why I need a faster oh, car. He needs a you faster do. car. Yeah, go back to the caddy, whatever that was. It's about time to go back to six hundred horsepower. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Well, and the other thing is, like, I love hosting. Like, I love having everybody at my house. So I'm a hundred percent happy to plan everything when people come to Boise. But nobody wants to come to Boise, so. So that's her. Do you know what drive has stressed me out lately? What? My house to yours. That Oh, oh because of the construction? construction? stupid construction. You never know where it's going to be. Yeah. And I'm always like, Penny, remind me not to go this way. And we yeah. still did it like 35 times in a row. <laughs> still drove to the portion that was closed and had to turn around. Yeah. Well, yeah. our intersection is open now, coming down. Even I when, don't know which even way when they are open, those four-way stops... Gosh, no one knows how to use a four-way stop here, I swear. <laughs> Makes me crazy. So every time we go through and Penny gets a lecture on how to use a four-way stop when she has her driver's license. Steve's <laughs> going to put up a reels about four-way stops to educate people. That's no, going to no be No one remembers the rules from driver's ed. I, I mean, do. I get it. We're what 15. is it? What are the rules? Jessica, let's hear them. The person to the right has the right-of-way if yeah. you get there at the same time. Yeah. Whoever gets there first has the right-of-way. And is it courteous and saving either of you any time if you're the one that has the right of way and you choose to wave the other person on. No. No. no! Just go. If it's your turn to go, go. Don't wave me on. It's just going to slow us both down. We could have already been through the intersection by now. 
I love it when Steve gets passionate about things like this. Like four-way stops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it makes me happy. Yeah. Pretty soon he'll be to a place where he'll just stop and then just go. That's true. <laughs> it Half is the true. time, like I like size him up as we're pulling up to the intersection. I'm like, this is the type of person who is going to wave me on because they don't know the rules. I'm just going to go. And they don't understand how the efficiency of traffic laws. So I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> They're living by the golden rule. <laughs> the golden rule do unto others. <laughs> the golden rule should be just follow the established traffic patterns and we'll all be better off. <laughs> Matt made up a new golden rule yesterday. I did. Remember in the car, you said, instead of do unto others as you would have them do unto you, you said do unto others if they have as they have done unto you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that goes well with our message, yeah. Matt. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But, but I do like doing social experiments with seeing how long it takes somebody to either approach me if they know that I'm there. Like if he hasn't met them if I haven't, wait, or wait, wait. if it's somebody that he hasn't talked to for a while, like in a social setting, he'll wait for that person to come talk to him instead of being the one that initiates just the like, see, hey, I haven't met you. Just nice to see where you. I stand with them socially. So okay. he does this like in my family with my cousins. So all of us know each other, right? And Matt's the new one. Okay. So he'll see how long it is before like my cousin who just got home from a mission or who he's never met takes to come up and welcome him into the family basically yeah. <laughs> and i will i will watch their moves every every all, all throughout is that what you were see. doing that day in elders quorum when you and i met no when i came no, up I and introduced myself i don't, I don't remember that far steve <laughs> <laughs> no um but That's i did not it quite the same i did it yesterday with an individual who i've had um, business relations with and because i've been curious as to where i stand with them socially and so I was waiting for them to approach me. And I shouldn't have done this. Like, I should have just went and approached Well, me. and honestly, either way, it didn't matter because we were no. very far apart from each other. And So here's my question on this, Matt. Why is it on them to do that? It's not on them. And that's the thing. But what it's if they're thinking the like, same thing of, th same thing of, they could. gosh, why isn't Matt like coming up and introducing himself or saying hi or introducing right. me to they whoever's could. with him? Yeah, they could. And that's two wrongs. You right. know, it's usually I'm usually the one that is the one that goes in between and is like, hey, yeah. <laughs> so Matt's social experiment is ruined mm. because of me every time. Nice no, job. it's not. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm always the one who like pipes up and is like, hey, I'm Steve. Yeah. You must be so and so. And people love that about you. Not, I've had people comment about that. I'm not always really the one that's going to come out of my shell and say, hi, this is who I am. Because I no, hate that like awkwardness of. <laughs> Like whoever should have done the introductions, who then is like, oh, I'm sorry, I should have introduced it. I'm like, yeah, you should have. <laughs> For the first like four years we were married, Matt did not introduce me to anybody. <laughs> like literally never introduced me to people until, f and like even still he doesn't do it because now I think you assume I know everybody that we come in contact with. Yeah. So now I just do it, but I literally would stand there. I'm a little better now. A little. Yeah. But he would not introduce me to anybody. That's strange, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he was just... <laughs> what? Nothing. Remember you said during those years, you just felt like it was going to end. And so oh, you were yeah. just waiting for it to end. Stop so it. it was like... So you weren't worth introducing? Why? Matt, is that why? I didn't no, say that. I am sure it's not the why. <laughs> so I just, had this, I, I just had this conversation. This is my wife, Jessica, but she won't be around for much longer anyway, so... <laughs> I never said that. We're teasing you, Matt. We know. I never said that. We know. 
Okay, tell us what you were going to say. I, I was just going to say, I had this conversation with Jared when I went golfing this last How'd week. How'd that go? Oh, really? So this is my first time I've been golfing in 15 plus years. How'd you do? We did great, according to the 15-year hiatus. <laughs> and according to Jared? <laughs> he was actually surprised. <laughs> gold yeller? Yeah, gold yeller. But he walked out of the clubhouse right as I got there, and he was with the golf course pro. and. We were walking to his car to get the clubs and they were like chatting. I'm like, I was just left, you know, I didn't know who this guy was. And so, and then it wasn't until a couple holes down. I was like, who is that guy? Like out of the clubhouse. He's like, oh, he's the, he's the course pro. I'm like, okay. Just the guy who runs the course. Anyways. Uh, Thanks for the introduction, Gold Yeller. Yeah. And then he's like, look, if you want to know somebody, you should do the introduction yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. And he, he told me that that's what he tells his wife. He's like, look, Adi, if you want to. I if, love them. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you want to know somebody who I'm they, talking to, you should pipe up and ask. They, can, see, they confuse me, honestly. It, that's what works, right? Is yeah. it they put that out there. Like, this is how I am. I'm sorry if that offends you, but I want you to know so that you can take it into your own hands. Should yeah. you care? <laughs> Well, and that's the rule. Instead I of sitting like, back and feeling like hurt because I wasn't introduced, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Or saying, I'm not of worth to Matt because he didn't introduce me to somebody. Like, that's my own issue, not really Matt's. Yeah. And that wasn't my intention. I know. Yeah. yeah. He just isn't great about introducing me to people. So I've gotten better well, about just I will, I will introduce you to people you've already met like seven times. That's true. <laughs> have you met Donna? Hey, have you met? Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> have, have you met Donna? <laughs> Steve's family lived across the street from this lady named Donna. They live here in Boise now, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you met Donna? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> she was like one of his mom's dear, dear friends. Yeah. And every time I went to Steve's house to visit for like the first five years of our marriage, I swear, somebody would ask me if I had met Donna. <laughs> and so then it became the running joke. And at that point, people realized I'd met Donna when we started. Okay, I was just going to say, it. I don't know if you have still. I have met Donna. I met Donna like... Within the first week of dating Steve, I think, like she shows up, mm-hmm. the woman paid attention to what oh, yeah. was going on. To everything. And I loved it. I love Donna. <laughs> she was the type of neighbor you want to have because she knew what was she going on with your house. was happening in the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. We, we have one of we those. We have a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> one of them that admits to it, but a lot of them. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Truth or dare one night. Me and some of the neighborhood boys, and one of them rode his bike down the street naked. <laughs> oh gosh! At four in the morning, and Donna saw. <laughs> At four in the morning. <laughs> I don't know if it was that late, but funny. it was very late, and at an hour that clearly we thought no one would be watching. How does one ride their bike naked? Like Matt's going to try tonight. I'm trying to. Think <laughs> I wonder me- if he listens to the podcast. The mechanics. Of if so, this. you know who you are. If so, please let Matt know. How did that feel? <laughs> Like, yeah. Did things get squished? Did they get in the way? Did you put a towel on the seat? Like, what is, how does that there work? There was no towel. It was just, was it a, like, was it a banana bike? Bana- it was just like a little BMX bike, like a kid's bike. Okay. Matt's wondering what seat now. Yeah, I'm, like suddenly, seat? I'm suddenly wondering how old we were. 20. <laughs> no. Right before your mission. These were kids that I did not really feel like, they were like my brother's. Oh, friends, the neighborhood boys that I never felt like I really was like fit in with. And I do remember it like being a thing for me, like one of the boys was getting naked and it was like, 
crazy. Yeah, like I vividly remember. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so starting off today, we wanted to revisit last week's podcast just a little bit. Oh, because it ended pretty abruptly. It did end up abruptly. Awkwardly. Awkwardly. <laughs> I want to know if it was as awkward for our <laughs> listeners as it was for me. <laughs> and Steve, what what are your feelings? And of I why assume it's for so, the two of you. Yeah. Why do you feel awkward in that situation? We had a conversation after, but we wanted to Which share I'm some really that conversation here. I'm really curious what here. that was. Well, you. Oh, you were at the table. Okay. Well, I we thought... all ate lunch together after this. Well, I'm just curious what you two, what your conversation was, because I would not have aired that episode if that if I were either of you. Why not? <laughs> Because it was boiling down to current, I don't know, it's one thing to talk back through our past struggles, our relationship from years ago, relationship, I use that weird, (laughs) (laughs) but it's another thing when it becomes very current day issues and. Okay, so we, the point of it was to talk about something in the past, right? But clearly, Matt, you brought up emotions that were very... You were interpreting it as a current day issue. Right. And and clearly there's some sensitivity there, whether it is, whether it was intended to be a talk of the past or current, it's... And that's the thing, like, as I started thinking more about that, like, I am the most critical on myself. You are. Yeah, you are. And so as I was thinking about this, like, I was trying to figure out, like, what happened with that conversation. And it was all within myself and I was being self-critical extremely self-critical and you spiraled down right and, and that's what I mean that's I spiraled down but I was okay yeah I'm okay with it because I know that I can work through it and know that okay why did that happen and what do I need to do to recognize moving forward how I don't do that again right so one of the things Steve Matt and I talked about was the fact that then Matt was taking on himself that. I still didn't feel like he was a safe place for me, right? Like he was thinking that I still don't feel safe with him. And the truth was in having that conversation, I was showing you, it was one of my ways of showing you that I am comfortable in that, right? Yeah. That I feel safe now because I I thought we were good to have that conversation. See, and I wondered what your takeaway was, Jessica, from that, because like, it's interesting to me that you guys had both. So you'd brought up the fact that Jessica, you had brought up that, Previously, you didn't feel like you could openly share your feelings with Matt because there were negative consequences that resulted because it kind of spread. Then not only were you in a negative place, but so was he. And that's not what your intention was. And then, Matt, you had also brought up that you very much default to that there are triggers for you that cause you to think I'm failing in this relationship. Right. I mean, you have clearly you're like traumatized from prior relationships. Oh, yeah, I have past trauma with it. And there are triggers that make you feel that same scenario of I'm failing in this relationship. And I feel like that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that is what happened. And yeah, Jessica, you shared a feeling thinking it was a safe place to share. It triggered you, Matt. And I don't know, just interesting to me that those two issues that we that those exact issues we had talked about are the exact things that resulted. Well, so it isn't, though, before in the initial parts of mine and Matt's marriage, when this conversation would have happened, something like this. Matt would have gotten oh, I would have very shut. angry and shut completely down. I would have shut down for days. And not talked to me for days. Yeah. Whereas now we can have these conversations. And while we know we're not communicating the best and we're we're struggling through it, right? Like as you all heard in that episode, we understand that in an hour when we circle back to it, when we're both ready to talk about it. After I get food in my belly. Yeah, we're okay. 
And that's honestly what happened. Matt ate lunch. You left. We had the conversation and it was fine. Like we were 100% okay. Which, and it's okay if it would have taken longer than that for us to be okay. That's just part of real life. But the thing that has improved is we can have these conversations now without one of us shutting down for days and the other one like panicking. Not knowing where I stand for days. Yeah. And wondering if I should get a hotel for days. Yeah. Right. So it's changed a lot. And that's kind of why we decided this was beneficial is for people to understand that these conversations. Beneficial to air that episode. You yeah. Mean? That, okay. that these conversations don't always go as planned and they bring things up sometimes that you aren't expecting. Yeah. Like we've done this, this. is real life. Yeah. We've done this one other time mm-hmm. recording, right? Where we had a whole episode that we recorded that when we just couldn't. And air. that one we did cut short and Jessica, you then did a solo yeah. follow up, correct? We just didn't. You just didn't air it. Air it. I can't remember what the. Was it I a similar issue as this? I don't remember what it was. I just know it was. All this felt like a repeat to me. Very oh, much no, no. deja This vu. was about parenting. Yeah, I think okay. it had to do with yeah. some, some type of root beer left. On. <laughs> I did. Root beer. Yeah. And Thanks, the point root is, beer. It was much more than that, right? Right. And so. Manifested itself <laughs> in the form of root beer. And honestly, <laughs> this is still like a thing that we That just root beer was bubbling up. <laughs> that we don't talk much about. <laughs> is about our different styles of parenting. And where we struggle because it is hard for us to talk about. Yeah. Because we do. And we've just come to terms with the fact that we parent very differently. These are our children to parent. And we try to stay out of it as much as possible. There are things that like we need to be involved in. But anyways, that's still a conversation that I don't know. I mean, we could probably have it. Yeah. But we don't. But it, it probably, <laughs> well, the, th- the reason why we don't have it, in my mind, is like it's not going to change the way no. that I parent. It's not going to change the way you parent. And if there are things that are big concerns, we bring them up. But so I'm curious, like, what were both of your takeaways from like post episode, post follow up conversations? Like, what what are I mean, for are me, you guys in the same place? You feel the same? Did things change either of you on an individual level or together? Like, I'm just curious. Nothing's changed other than like I recognize that, look, I, I have to quit being so self critical, like, quit beating myself up for not being a sensitive and or yeah just quit beating myself up understanding that we've found a place that's comfortable and that i trust him in that and he trusts me like there's always ongoing like that'll be something we have to keep working on for the rest of our marriage right i feel like that's a constant for most marriages yeah but each time we have these conversations and make it through one of these moments it solidifies for each of us that we're closer like that we're doing so much better that we have more of that and I mean, like, we had a great day after that. Yeah. It was really fun. So, I mean, it just, it brings you closer together to go through these things and to have these conversations when you can do it in a way that works. Well, and clearly, it's a positive thing that you guys quickly got through this and talked through it and yes. got yourself to a good place. Whereas you reference the years ago, it would have been, it would have gone on for days. Yeah. So clearly, there's, there's progress. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. tons of progress. <laughs> We're also talking about why it's so awkward for you, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, I seriously, I have never like looked at the door and just thought how I want to get out of here, out of this room right now. (laughs) No, that will just make it more awkward. Well, and I and and I expressed to you at lunch, like I I understand, like I totally totally understand understand. why why it's it's an awkward position for you because you're like I I don't want to get in the middle of this. No, I I don't want to be in you guys' business, and and uh, that's. What makes our relationship work between the three of us, right, is that Steve does, we do have these boundaries 
of Steve isn't in mine and Matt's relationships. While there are things that are shared, it's not like you feed on that or like he was, he was try just, to be involved. Today, right? he was just genuinely curious as how this ended up for us. Like, how did we, how were we able to yeah. talk it out? Because he knew, hey, this is between them. Like, I'm and, out. And you're concerned for us, right? And our relationship. It's not because you want the dirt. It's not I mean, because I feel like probably... I need therapy for it now, but. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on your mind this week, Steve? Well, my ex-wife and her husband are having some some problems. <laughs> and I had to sit there through through all of it. <laughs> Not sure how to get past this. <laughs> how are they doing? Oh, they're fine, but I am not. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still healing. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. You know, I, I relate it to like sometimes growing up, I was over at like my friends' houses. And I remember there were some times where my friend's dad would get home from work. And then immediately, like my friend's mom and dad would start like, arguing mm -hmm. back and forth. And I always felt super uncomfortable because here I am at my friend's house. I'm supposed to be like, I should feel safe here. But now I'm in this position where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And yeah. I don't like the way that they're arguing with each other. I think I'm just going to leave, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's where I think I understand where <laughs> Steve's kind of <laughs> at his friend's house. At my friend's house. <laughs> And their parents were arguing. And I just Penny's my friend. <laughs> I'm at her house. I just want to go up and hang out with her and not be in the room with her parents. Oh, wait. I'm, I guess I'm the... One of <laughs> yeah. Anyway. mom. I don't want to be in the room with All right. So yeah. since, like, it's been a couple of heavy weeks, we decided to lighten things up this week and go back to... Some things that I shared on Instagram this week that I found are relatable. I found it very... It's relatable. Well, it surprised me that you were willing to share this on Instagram. <laughs> okay, so I actually... Also awkward. <laughs> so I shared <laughs> that recently I have pooped my pants a couple times out of nowhere. And it's the first time as an adult this has ever happened Evidently, to me. it's not the first. If it's a couple times. It happened twice within like two weeks. Yeah, it's like been ongoing. It's like something weird. Like literally, like, like I'll be at work and she'll text me. She texts me a couple weeks ago. She's like, I just crapped my pants. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Are you sick? Were you sick? No. No. Like literally out of nowhere. The first time though. I ate a rutabaga. No. <laughs> no. You went to breakfast with Penny somewhere. Where was it? I don't know. Oh, Cafe Capri. Or you went Capri. to Capri. Is that you, the day that I did it? Yes. Oh. And you were like, I think it had to do with so here's what, what I, I think, What did you eat? Here's what I think has been happening. You is, should leave a review. No, I love Capri. <laughs> I love Capri. I think what's going on, though, is I've been eating healthier in general, like incorporating mm, more vegetables and stuff. They're not good for you. And so I think <laughs> when I can, like, then when I start eating, like I used to even like a couple weeks ago of just more food out to eat i think it's specifically when i eat out it just doesn't sit well with my body mm. and it's like an instant get rid of it get rid of it yeah because the second time i did it it was right after we ate out too and so i don't know hmm. 
But it also, somebody called me out for making light of it. And I'm like, honestly, I just want to know if there's other people who relate to this. Because I told one of my friends at lunch. Making light of your scenario or making no, light of just in general people, people who, who have issues. Incontinence or something. Yes. Okay. Which my heart goes out to them. That's not a fun thing to deal with. But that's what I'm saying is like, how many other people have experienced this? And I was shocked to see how many people have had similar experiences. I didn't read the comments. There was like 100 people who voted. There were 100 people who voted and 60% of them have crapped their pants as an adult. And somebody messaged me and was like, that 40% are lying. They're (laughs) lying. (laughs) They have pooped their pants as adults. But I haven't. Matt says he hasn't. He said he's come close, but he's never had Yeah, I've come real close. There's still time, Matt. Matt also told me I just need to strengthen my butt muscles. (laughs) Start clenching. (laughs) Start doing those uh, butt kegels. I don't think I even could have responded fast enough with a clench to keep it in. Like, it was literally, this is TMI and I don't even care. (laughs) I do. Stop. (laughs) Okay. But the responses to this were hilarious. And so we're going to share some of them. Totally anonymous. <laughs> First of all, somebody Seems shaking his head. Somebody offered Where are we going with to this? send us a list of restaurants that can help Matt join the club. So, yeah. so send us those lists. <laughs> yeah, Capri. I'm Capri, evidently. Because <laughs> I'm eager to get in this club. <laughs> so, Matt wants to join. Yeah, excited for it. My favorite response that we got was this lady, she'd been hanging out at her friend's house and they lived like out in the country from what I understand. So she's driving home late at night and it's dark. And she's like, I am not pulling over on a country road in the middle of the night. Like you just don't know. So she drives home. She says she's in a skirt and a thong. And she's in her skirt and her thong. <laughs> she makes it into the driveway, gets out of her car and it just comes out <laughs> in her driveway. <laughs> I thought I was going to I find it amazing that people share this openly. What's the name of that reviewer? No, 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 no. Any names? Because I love that people told me this. So yeah, Jessica is a safe space to share their feelings and their embarrassing stories. Evidently. (laughs) So somebody else asked us if having diarrhea when you're sick counts. A hundred percent. Like that's where most of this comes from, right? Mm -hmm. That's when most of these people have these issues. And she's like, because I've totally had that happen. I said, oh, yeah, that counts. So she says. <laughs> That's the only time I've experienced. It. She said she's a full-fledged proud member then. And she would win the <laughs> win the gold if it was an Olympic sport. <laughs> it's just like, wow. yes. <laughs> so anyways, we had a couple more. But you guys were then sharing experience. <laughs> Somebody else said this happened recently and that her sister crapped her pants eight times in her adult life and proudly says if she wrote about a wrote an autobiography, that would be the title. <laughs> I crapped my pants eight times. As Something an adult. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I just feel like, you know what? Crowning moments in your life. Sometimes you just got to put it out there because it makes people feel less ashamed. One of my friends told me her story and she's like, I never thought I would tell anybody this story. Like, I've not admitted it to my husband. I've not admitted it to (laughs) me. And we were dying laughing. It was so funny. When you share your story, it loses its power over you. That's right. So hopefully, I mean, I hope. What kind of power did that story have over you? Shame <laughs> releases the shame, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean. So, Steve, have you ever crapped your pants? As an adult. I have indeed. Yeah. Do you want to share your story here? <laughs> I this was, is where you you can release your shame here. I was a missionary 
So in a third world country, so I feel like that's just this a is given. Also, where it happens. But a lot, see, I was a missionary in a third, in a third world, world, country. world country, and I didn't crap my pants. Are, I had several. Companions you are not that did. normal. Your you are a minority, did, though. Yes, but yeah. You know what? I never crapped my pants living in a foreign country or traveling to a foreign country. I did almost a few times. So, so. let's hear the story, well, Steve. Y'all, story. y'all didn't live the experience to its fullest. Then, <laughs> <laughs> where were you? Uh, I was in. Ribralta. Bolivia. In Bolivia, in the Amazon. Okay. And there's this fruit that grows there in like this very small portion of the world. It's like one of their like, their pride and joy is copa azul, like this super delicious fruit that copa only grows. Copa azul? Copa azul. It's one word. Oh, copa azul. I think. Don't quote me on that. It's been, <laughs> okay. it's been, it's been 20 years and honestly, <laughs> I, I refuse to touch the thing now. So <laughs> I had a it bad was so, experience. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was like, it's one of those fruits, kind of looks like a coconut on the outside, but like elongated. And on the inside, it's like seeds that have like a mucusy thing around them. So it's not like something you open up and eat. It's like, it's awesome for juice. Okay. And it's like a juice that some people just really couldn't handle because it has this weird like mucusy texture. texture. It has floaties, like chunkies. And I loved it. It was delicious, <laughs> super sweet. And for whatever reason that day, it must have been like Copasul harvest season or something because that day, every house we went to, oh, they gosh. offered us fresco de Copasul. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> 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 Clearly, I overdid it a little bit with the Copasul. <laughs> this was Mother's Day, mind you. And I specifically remember that because as a missionary, you only get to call home twice a year for like 20 minutes, once on Christmas and once on Mother's Day. So this was my Mother's Day. That's that, been changed. Yeah, that rule has changed. Yes, but when you has. were on a mission, yeah, okay. that was the rule, yes. Yes, back in the olden days. The olden days. <laughs> I was, and you were allowed to write a letter once a week, but I was a missionary during the like momentous time when email. they approved email. Ooh. You could email your family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Making my phone call. How often can you call your family now? Every week. Every Monday. Every Monday? Uh-huh. And missionaries have Facebook, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's limited, but yeah, they have okay. Facebook. Anyway. You're calling your parents. Halfway through this 20-minute phone call, I'm like, man, I am not feeling great. And by the end of the call, I'm just, it's clear that I'm sick. So I like hang up the phone and literally within <laughs> seconds just. <laughs> <laughs> the floodgates opened. <laughs> yeah. And so you were in your apartment? Yeah, or were in you my at? apartment. Okay. Yeah. And this was the apartment. It was a one-room house, like a single room, like four walls and a door, and that was it. And my bathroom was out. I guess there were two doors because there was a back door. You have to go out the back door across the pigsty to the bathroom. Oh, gosh. So it's like, I mean, it's not far, but far enough that it's not like right there. You didn't right even make it to the pigsty. Yeah, I had to like put on my like my pigsty boots that I kept at the back door to like walk through to get to the bathroom. So no, I did not make it there. But And <laughs> nor did I for the next 24 hours. Creamed every pair of garments that I had. Every pair. Every pair. Every pair. Copasul. So my mission companion, I don't know how we arranged this because he wasn't allowed to leave my side. You know, he had to stay together. Yeah. But somehow sent word to, we had... Pinsionistas is what we call them, that were these ladies that cooked lunch for us and did our laundry. We were spoiled. You were spoiled. They were like the best freaking lunches, too. Like we ate better than like everyone there. That's it was so nice. Yeah. And and they would do our laundry. And it always amazed me how like 
do you think white shirts stayed white down there? Like, no, especially in Ribot Alta, everything down there was red dirt. So by yeah. the end of the day, we'd been sweating in our white shirts and ties. Like, they were red from the dust. And, <laughs> like, I would take off my white shirt, and I swear I could, like, set it on the floor, and it would, like, keep its shape. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, because it was just, like, solid clay. Anyway, they would wash our clothes once a week, and it was, like, this privileged, it was, like, an honor to be the pensionista of the elders. Like, Aww. like people just sought after that honor to be able to provide to lunch for the missionaries and clean their clothes and, like, serve the Lord in that way. That is so and it was sweet. also a source of income for them. But anyway, somehow we sent word to my pensionista that I needed laundry a little earlier than usual. <laughs> so this poor woman, bless her heart, comes over, takes all my now dirty underwear, <laughs> cleans it, brings it back to me, and along with like some soup, but I don't know what else. But just, she knew you were sick. Yeah, just what she was sweetheart. just so happy <laughs> to step in and help and like. It was Mother's Day, and I'm far from my mother, and she was just, like, more than happy to play that role for me that day. <laughs> that is the sweetest uh, thing ever. <laughs> but so also here funny. Here we go <laughs> to the northern portions of Bolivia. Stay away from the Copa Azul. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just have limited yeah. amounts of it. One, one glass a day <laughs> keeps the shits away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, didn't you share a story about one of your companions? I had a couple of companions that crapped their pants. Yeah. Yeah. Is this really going to be our whole episode? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're almost we're almost done. Wow. So well, my first companion, he was actually my trainer. Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, that's at the very beginning of my mission. I like if my trainer craps his pants, I'm sure I'm going to crap my pants sometime in the mission, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I don't remember so it was on P day. Which was Monday. Which preparation was day. Preparation day. Don't call it that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. We got a lot oh. of flack in my mission if we oh. referred to it as P-Day. We Too casual. Called it P-Day. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's when we'd go down and do our shopping. We'd go to the major market that was closest to us and purchase all our groceries. It was um, kind of like a day off from proselyting yeah. in a way. You still yeah. had 18,000 things to cram in. but Right. Shopping. Play as much sports as we could. Just, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. So... The market had just received a big shipment of chocolate milk. It was new chocolate milk. And my companion was super excited about it. (laughs) Oh, no. So let's talk about milk, though. What is milk like in Guatemala 20 years years ago? It usually comes in a box. (laughs) And it's not refrigerated. right? Shelf-stable. Shelf-stable. And it has like an eight-month expiration date. Correct. Correct. Well, this stuff... The new stuff that came in was refrigerated, and it was like real chocolate milk. Mm. Oh, gosh. So I think he had like two bottles of it. Oh, gosh. (laughs) And evidently, he didn't ration those bottles. No, he didn't (laughs) ration the amount of chocolate milk that he was intaking. And so uh, on our bus ride back to our area, which was about a 20-minute bus ride, all of a sudden, he looks at me, and he's like, dude, I don't think I'm going to make it home. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, I have to poop. Like, I'm going to poop my pants on this bus. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not. And so we had this plan because we we're almost to our stop. And we had all of our groceries. And I'm like, all right, dude, I will somehow, someway carry my groceries and your groceries. Because they came in boxes. And so I'll just have the ayudante pile on 
the uh, the helper. That was the that <laughs> the was the bus helper. that was the bus helper. Oh yeah, because this is Guatemala. Yeah, yeah. The and guy so who's hanging out the door? Like, yep. All right. And so the bus that. helper piles on these groceries on in my arms, and I'm like, and I said, you just book it back to the house. Like, just go. I'll carry your backpack. I'll carry everything. Like, and so he, he just he gets off the bus and just starts booking it. And I'm I'm at the bus stop and I see him down the street. Every like thirty <laughs> seconds, he would stop. I, was say, I hope he was booking it gingerly yeah. at least. No, he was booking it like trying to make it home. And all of a sudden, like you know, hundred yards down the street, I see him stop, hunch over, deep breaths, clinch, it's and too then bad gather him- can't see that right yeah, now. <laughs> gather himself again. <laughs> And start booking it again. So he did this like three times. And so finally, like he makes it down our street, turns the corner, and I'm turning the corner with all this. And, and I see he's at our door. He's at our door to go into the the apartment. He relaxed too much. And he he bends over and he just, it's all over. Oh, uh, the poor kid. And I felt so bad. I was dying though. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel so bad for this kid. Like, anyway, it was bad, and he's he actually spent the rest of the uh, P day washing his own clothes. Mm, he didn't have a pinchinista. No, he washed the uh, the whole bathroom as well. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I feel like we're gonna have to put an advisory on this was episode. It, wasn't there explicit a content story of somebody uh, in a hammock? So that was my other companion. Do we need more stories? Can we just finish one more? Okay, one more. So <laughs> this was my third companion down on the uh, the coast in Guatemala. And he was getting ready to go home. And he was, so he was what we called baggy, right? Trunky. Trunky. Baggy. He was ready to go home. Bags were packed and ready. And he, I remember he was talking to one of his friends in the mission who was in another area laying in a hammock in our apartment. And I'm sitting there at my desk, and all of a sudden I hear this, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then splatter. Um, he's a missionary. He's not supposed to say that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, he crapped his pants while laying in the hammock. It hits the floor, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you need to stop eating on the streets, man. <laughs> okay. Anyways. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> Honestly, so curious to hear what comments come in from this episode. Yes, me too. And we're really, I mean, it is funny. And but I do understand this is a real issue for some people. My heart goes out to them. But also, yeah. I just realized this is more common than I realized that you don't need to Thanks, carry shame around it. for letting Jessica know she's not alone. <laughs> and anybody else who has these issues. All right. Well, there was your lighthearted episode for the month. Was it lighthearted? <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Is it lighthearted? I don't know. <laughs> Take care, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.